You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube, and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Hello and hello all to the Young Line Podcast. I'm your host, Chris O'Brien, the eligible bachelor of, of, of Podmania. And I wanted him to laugh just to give away the surprise. Rob's here. Hello, everyone. That was the most exuberant intro I've ever heard you do in almost the year you've been doing this podcast. That is ridiculous. I'm very excited. It's a good show. I'm, 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 I'm doing a review with someone that isn't. A TNA show. That is true. Great. That is true. That's true. There's nothing wrong with TNA shows, though. That that does seem Anymore. to be the main thing you you've done in the <laughs> well, past Falabar, few weeks. Falabar turns up. That is true. There's nothing wrong with Falabar either. And yeah. seen as your, seen as your, what can I call him? Your your bestie didn't exactly come out of this pay per view too well. He's a good worker. He does what the company <laughs> tells him. <laughs> Word for word, you, what your text says. You, you have seen what many workers did for John Cena, what many workers did for Roman Reigns. Begrudgingly. 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 Well, I I'm, this is very begrudging. But we are here today for Power Struggle, the last major show before Wrestle Kingdom, the last major show before Tag League. Fucking God help me. Uh, um, <laughs> that's my winter break down the hole. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So what what were your thoughts going into this? What match were you most looking forward to? Going into this, um, I was extremely looking forward to Tai Chi taking on Will Ospreay. Oh, um, Tai Chi could pull that young boy to a good match. But <laughs> yes, Tai Chi would certainly be the uh, the linchpin of that match. Tai Chi's already beaten Osprey. Um, uh... <laughs> I mean, it's it's unfortunate that he's injured. I don't exactly know how long that injury is going to keep him out for. I think he should try, like, since he has the excuse to, he needs to stay out for a while. He keeps injuring himself and coming back too soon. Like, how long did he take out after that massive neck injury after, what was it? Um, the, the match with Marty, what was that after again? Uh, fucking... Wasn't it? Was the... One, it was the one before Dantaki. It was the big, big, the big show before I started hosting this. Uh, what was it? It comes out to me, but that yeah. massive, that massive bump he took on his head, basically. Oh, and yeah. He doesn't slow down like ever. Like if you've seen it, the match he had with Jimmy Havoc in progress, that was just nasty. Yeah, it it certainly wasn't good. Um, it was Sakura Genesis. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Sorry, I was googling it. Sakura Mega Drive in Europe. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, aside from that, um, I was quietly hopeful that the Ishii versus Suzuki match would be hard hitting, and I don't, I don't think that's exactly an un- hope. Well, I don't. That's a wish I was always going to come true. Bearing in mind, I am a man who is very used to his Western wrestling, and therefore his wrestling disappointing in every possible way. Um, I, I wasn't, I was quietly hopeful, I think is the best way to describe it. But obviously, you know, I'm a massive fan of evil. So 
you know, I was looking forward to that match, and I think Chris Jericho certainly brings something. Whether you think it's a good thing or a negative thing is obviously your point of view, but... I like I... you implying like I have a problem with Jericho. I love Jericho. No, 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 I'm talking to the wider audience, not just you. <laughs> I mean, you are the negative force of Podmania, but... Um... Trevor, Landscape and Trevor Murdoch are the best tag team ever. <laughs> Rest, rest in <laughs> peace, Lance Kate. Uh, we miss you, buddy. Um, so yeah, I, I, overall, this card filled me with quiet hope. And then after seeing the results for Crown Jewel, um, I looked forward to the show even more. Can we? Can we just before we go into? Um, if we're doing that, can I just quickly say that um, Becky versus Charlotte is contender for match of the year. Okay, continue. Oh, God, yes. Um, yeah, I think we need to just address the elephant in the room. And Dude, I was at a gig when you guys were sending the results through. Oh. And I, like, I, was, I was between acts, checked my phone. So, so Shane McMahon was the best in the world and like the biggest amount of laughter and like oh and it's like a small show in glasgow so all these fucking hips is turning to me wondering why i'm laughing just looking <laughs> at i mean this is when me and garth said that we were going to turn the main focus of the show elsewhere away from wwe we were met with loads and loads of people saying that's a great idea you know look at you know give more companies more exposure no, I, I, I also agree with that on the sense of none of us make any money off of this that I'm aware of. Uh, and um, <laughs> you might as well enjoy what you're watching because no, I don't think you should have to force yourself to watch three hours of Raw every week. Exactly. And once they started saying that, you know, pay-per-views every month are going to be four hours and then they started putting on more than one pay-per-view, you know, a month, it was just, it was too much. But, you know, you keep up to date with the goings-on in WWE and once they announced or once they went through the show and I was getting alerts on my phone, I didn't watch it on principle. Um, I think it's wrong that they did the show, but that's another podcast. Um, I watched the results come through. I watched the fact that, you know, spoilers for anyone that hasn't already seen it. Um, I watched the fact that Brock Lesnar absolutely destroyed Braun Strowman. And oh, was, that, was, that, was it a job? I didn't, I didn't know that. Five F5s. Well, to be fair, that's better than the No Mercy match where he only took one. It is, it is. Apparently, Corbin hit him, hit Strowman with the belt first, but even so, it's just, okay, we're back to square one with that. And then the fact that we have built this tournament for God knows how long as, you know, this will crown the best in the world. Just just, just to clarify, uh, PW Insider's top, um, top 500 wrestlers, Kenny Omega is number one. Um... And Shane McMahon, apparently, is WWE's answer to that. So just let that sink in for a moment. Have you heard, um, according, I think it's, this was the Observer that said this, um, Shane was always meant to win, and it was meant to, it's meant to turn him a heel. Like, because it's a fluke win, so no one's going to take him seriously as the best of the world, but he's going to start letting it get to his head. And you know what? Not one shit was given. <laughs> by anyone. Nobody in the fucking world can honestly say they tune into any WWE product to see, ooh, more McMahon, 
that's that's what we tune in for, the McMahons. We don't tune in for AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, you know, Rey Mysterio's come back, you know, Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt. We don't tune in for these people. We tune in for more McMahon. That is exactly what we tune in for. And what annoys me even more is, from what I've heard from the reviews that I've heard, the actual World Cup matches for the people that were actually in the tournament were decent matches. Yeah. Which just... You to be fair, to looking that. at the talent, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I know. But even so, you know, then having a final where Shane McMahon wins the World Cup... I to mean, crown the best in the world. What's the absolute fuck? And it's just, it's at that point where you just think, do you know what? I don't care. I don't care. So, you know, you look at New Japan shows, and yeah, sure, they do fire a few duds. Um, you know, they seem to get a lot of criticism for the King of Pro Wrestling show, mainly for the main event. That is, that is not fair. Um, podcasts that I've listened to, no, well, let me clarify, have said that the first half of the show was excellent. And the second half of the show was a mind fuck up until the main event, which apparently divided opinion anyway. That's just because New Japan people aren't used to seeing a triple threat. As triple threats go, to be fair, it wasn't even the best one that week because we had that Ricochet, Pete Dunne, Adam Cole match. But oh Jesus, that was excellent. Oh yeah, NXT's on fucking fire. But um. But no, it was a good triple threat match. Like everyone had their part to play and had good story throughout out with some good spots. You can't really complain. Like not every match can be match of the year. No. No, absolutely not. Um and you know what? I'm just gonna go out and say this. I think out of this card that we've witnessed for Power Struggle, I don't think any of these matches will be in contention, with the exception of maybe one. I don't think any of these matches will be up for match of the year come the end of the year no if i do a young lion match of um awards none of these are going to be in any shortlists apart from one but not for a good reason i imagine that this one is the same one that i think as well um but we just jump into it then (laughs) yeah why not why not let's jump into it because i don't want to talk about crown drill ever again okay so we opened the show with an eight-man tag match with the um taguchi japan team of ACH, Saban, Taguchi, and Toa Hinare. What do you think of Toa Hinare? Um, the building was quite strong during this match. Um, he seemed to dominate large portions when he was in the ring, yet I understand that his last two matches he's jobbed out to Bad Luck Farley, so he's a yeah. bit of a mixed bag. Um, character's a bit bland. He's basically Tatanka without the racism. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, but I'm sure he'll be fantastic as he moves. He's only young, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's was a young lion last year. So oh, okay. In which case, there's probably bright things ahead for him. Versus El Sab, I can't say that Junior Jushin von der Liger, Tiger Mask, <laughs> and Bowdedor Junior. I'm used to Japanese names, not Span- Do Spanish. Do you mean Soberano Junior? Soberano Junior. <laughs> Uh, right, okay. This match was better than I expected. Far better. Um, it Tiger Mask take... didn't, didn't play a big part, which is a big plus in my book. Wow, not a fan of Tiger Mask. Why? Not this Tiger Mask. Oh, okay, fair enough. And it's... remember, I watched every single Super Genius match and watched him beat young guys. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I can see I can see why your hatred's quite, uh, quite strong. 
to put this to put it another way, imagine if Toga Makabe got um ten points in the G one. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I see I see I see your annoyance. Um yeah, I'm with you. I think this match was decent. Uh you know, far better than it had any right to be, especially as an opener. Um ACH made me laugh. You know, all that's that opening bit with the rugby ball was brilliant. <laughs> um yeah, it was it was just good fun, which is ACH what it needed is, to be. ACH is such an amazing talent, like the charisma he has. He should, like, do Japan should snap him up full time just because of just on his charisma alone, let alone his work rate, which he's a great worker. Yeah, absolutely. And same with Saban, because I'm mostly saying this because their junior division is really hurting right now. But yeah, this was a really good match. The right people win, won, to be fair, because Liger and Tiger, Tiger seem to be quite happy just being in the background opening. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they said in this match that next year is 30 years of Jushin Thunder Liger. Oh, yeah. That is a ridiculously impressive feat for anyone to still be performing at that level. Especially considering he had a brain tumour in, what, 97? He had... He didn't have two quite serious injuries. I know he had to change his wrestling style completely. Was that because of the brain tumour? Yeah, he had to stop... He stopped doing high-flying stuff basically stuff after his brain tumor operation and became a te- technical master which to be fair i think more people remember yeah and you know he is one of the legends of wrestling he's a name that everyone knows in the wrestling community he's, you know he's one of the most striking people in wrestling so yeah it's you know it's nice now that he's putting over younger talent and you're absolutely right the correct team won Anyway, so this match is fine. Moving on. Yes. Um, on to the six-man tag match, which really is a New Japan show, of Bullet Club, consisting of Robbie Ego's Tamatonga at Tangaloa, coming out with an injured Taji Ishimori, keep that in mind, um, going up against Great Bash Heel and Kishida. What do you think of Kishida as light heavyweight champion? Um, he was the person I knew was going to win the tournament. He was the person I wanted to win the tournament least. And that is not a slight on Kushida. When Kushida's on fire, he is fucking phenomenal. But out out of the four men that were in that, bearing in mind that Bushi was in that tournament, I find him the least interesting. Yeah, the problem with Kushida, he is a magnificent wrestler. Actually, he has one of my junior matches of the year against Osprey. But um, he's, his character is just sort of, ooh, I like Back to the Future. And... And as an ace of a junior division, because he is the ace of a junior division, he's sort of bland. And like, it's sort of in the same way Tanahashi on paper, his character is quite bland, but Tanahashi has the charisma of a John Cena or a Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Kushida has the charisma of a Drew Gulak. And. What a weird comparison. <laughs> I was trying to think of a cruiserweight, and Drew Gulak came to mind. A Tony Nese actually is a better comparison where they can put on amazing matches. But it's hard to care because it's because there's a charisma vacuum. And hmm. to point to push this issue at the first ever Ring of Honor show in Scotland, which I attended, Kashida was in a six-man tag, and he was the least over person in the six-man tag, which had Mystico in it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and they were just chanting, "You're a shite, Kenny Williams!" at him. <laughs> right. I mean. The man, you you can't doubt his talent, and you cannot 
at all say he is a poor wrestler. He is an absolutely phenomenal wrestler, and he's quite rightly, you know, labelled the ace of the junior division. I feel like over the last couple of months, especially, you know, definitely since Wrestle Kingdom 12, he's been completely overshadowed by others in that division. You know, you Hiromu, Will Ospreay, Marty Skrull, even. I think he's always been overshadowed. You have to go back to Wrestle Kingdom 9 to have a junior um, title match that he's not in. And when you look at who he was against, he was against Kenny Omega, who mo- was always more over. He's against, he was against um, Takahashi, who was more over. And he was against, last year, he was against Skull, Osprey, and Taka- Takahashi, who were more, more over. And yeah. everyone's more over than him, which shouldn't be the case of Yobi Ace. Just, he's, again, I agree, he's a phenomenal in-ring talent, but he has to be against someone I care about um, for me to even remotely care. Yeah, and you're not going to get that in a six-man tag, a throwaway six-man tag at the start of a show. No, but that that's not really his fault. There's also Toga, um, Toga Makabe in this match. but um, That is true. Yeah, this ma- we're not talking about the match because the match isn't really worth talking about. Um, the post-match no. angle is, though, where Taji Ishimori, the dirty fucking heel, um, was <laughs> not injured whatsoever came in and attacked him with a crutch. Hmm. So, yeah, that it turns out that we are getting Kushida taking on Ishimori at Wrestle Kingdom 13. Your thoughts what, on that? With what we have in the junior division, they've lost Osprey, they've lost Takahashi. This is the best match they can probably put on, if we're being honest. Yeah, 100%. And I think Ishimori, considering he was the runner-up, in the best of the Super Juniors, and then wasn't put in the tournament once Hiromu Takashi got injured. The reason for that was it was the last four champions. Right. Which is which I suppose is fair enough, but I think I think Ishimori deserved a chance, and I'm I'm glad he's getting that now. What I think we should have done with that tournament is made it eight man and then done it across the three destruction shows and the and the um, Fighting Spirit show, because when you have a first round on each one, and then have a fatal four, we get King of Pro Wrestling. Yeah. You know, everyone loves a tournament. Um, yeah. What do you think of Robbie Eagles? Really good. Um, I didn't know much about him before this um, junior tag league, but, you know, he kept up with Ishimori, which is no small feat. So No, definitely yeah. not. I thought he held his own against Honma and Makabe as well, because didn't he's a junior, and he was taking on two heavyweights. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it's not... It's not a big thing no, taking on him. <laughs> well, no, not at the moment, anyway. Um, but you know, he didn't look out of his depth at any point. Yeah. You know, because there is a, a vast difference in size, especially between Makabe and him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very, a bit... he's very loud. He is a very loud man. Yes, every single kick he delivered or got hit with was very, very loud. You heard about it. Um, do you know what? I'm going to say something that probably everyone in the world's going to disagree with. I fucking hated the firing squad when they started. Tamatonga is starting to grow on me. The entire thing is starting to grow on me a little bit. Now they've stopped running in and just destroying everyone's matches. It's sort of growing on me. You see, that's why I fucking hate... I I hated them in the G1, because every time Tamatonga came out, it's like, it's just not worth watching. No. Because he's going to get disqualified. Like, um, Balak Fale is the, one of the only men in this last G1 not to take a pinfall or a submission, and yet he finished in, what, six points? Yes. He was one of the only ones unbeaten, technically. 
which yeah. is just ridiculous. Utterly, utterly ridiculous. But if they are doing what people assume they're doing now, which is they're splitting Bullet Club into the Elite and Bullet Club. Oh, that's definitely a thing now. Which should be a lot better in mm-hmm. theory. So, and now with the additions, which leads us quite handily into the next match. Yeah. Um, next match is the Chaos, Chaos team of Beretta and Okada taking on the Bullet Club team of Bad Luck Farway and Jay White. Okada is still a crazy balloon person. Um, with Actually, with Beretta comes out, this can quickly bring me on to commentary. Chuck Taylor on commentary. What did you think of the new commentary team? Um, I thought he was a bit slow to get going, but as the show went on, I thought him and Kevin Kelly had a lot more chemistry than I thought they'd have. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with Kevin Kelly is like he's he's a decent play-by-play guy, but he needs a colour guy to make him not annoying. Yeah, he needs so, like, to bounce off. And the problem is Rocky Romero for the longest time was not that. And like Don Callis was... like The only people who really make me like good um, Kevin Kelly are Don Callis and Steve Carino. Yeah. And Chuck Taylor didn't quite do that. For me, like you need, Jack Taylor definitely needs to learn to stop fucking burying people. Yes, he really does. Yes, um... like not only because a you're a commentator. I don't care if you think you're Bobby Heenan or whatever. You can't bury people. And b, who cares about your opinion? You're fucking Chuck Taylor. You're <laughs> no offense to the man. He's a good worker, but he's in, but he's part of a uh, of a so basically comedy tag team, and yeah. he's the least interesting part. It's it's going to be interesting come World Tag League because, depressingly, the best friends are one of the more well-known teams. Well, what are the teams for Tag League? This is the only two-and-two two tag match, actually, so this would be a good... Actually, no, but one next, actually. But Because well, I, I feel like the Golden Lovers won't be in it just because there needs to be a four guy. There needs to be a four guy, and you've got to give Kenny a rest. Yeah. He's been on every show. He's been on every show, and he's been putting up, and he has, and he's been Kenny Omega in his show. Yeah, exactly. He hasn't exactly, you know, and the tag match, which we'll come to in a bit, you know, was a really good match. It was high. It was certainly high octane. So just give the lad a rest. Um, Thing is, he always seems to take a somewhat extended rest after Wrestle Kingdom, which is fine. But if he's still champion, he's not going to be able to because he'll he'll have to perform at New Beginning, and then yeah. Obviously, they might give him. They won't put him into the New Japan Cup, but after that, he's going to have to fight because of Sakura Genesis. Yeah, but like back to Tag League. What is there? There's Great Bash Heel, um, Firing Squad. Yeah, like so, most of it's going to be thrown together teams. Sadly. Yeah, well, you're going to have the Gorillas of Destiny. You're going to have Killer mm. Elite Squad. Um, you're going I to keep have. Forgetting they exist. I know. Well, they just don't seem to turn up on shows now. No. Um, I imagine with the Bullet Club, and when I say Bullet Club, I obviously mean the OGs now, as opposed mm-hmm. to the Elite. You can throw together a team there, so you could have Tamatonga and Tongaloa as the Grills of Destiny. You could then have, I don't know, maybe a Bad Luck Farley and a Jay White or something like that. Yeah, the problem is Bev is definitely not a four guy. It, it would have to be. Well, they just get disqualified all the time. Yeah, just, just a Just a just a G1 rerun. Um, you could have Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr., maybe. Yeah, but again, no obvious forget. This is the problem with Tag League, and um, I forget who described it as this, but it's sort of the winter months of New Japan, where everyone sort of goes on half speed, 
waiting for Wrestle Kingdom season to come on. It's like the friendly games between football seasons, basically. Yeah, yeah, and I can see that. I mean, you'd say about having a fall guy in Suzuki-gun. Suzuki-gun lost every match on this card that they were in. Yeah, it's like the opposite. They were zero for four. It's the opposite of um, Strong Style Evolved. Yeah, where they were strong. Yeah. Um, Evil and Sonata. Yeah, actually, yeah, because they'd be a... Like, there's a few... The only people ones with no real four guys are the people who could possibly win, so... Yeah. Ishii and Yano. To be fair, I do love that fucking tag team. I mean, it's it's just crying out for an Ishii and Goto tag team. And it's just never happens. It never happens. No. Goto and Shibata were a great tag team. I'd rather have Goto in a tag team role. But, yeah, this match was didn't last long. Um, it, most of it was basically Akada throwing Jay Wright into the railings like it was a G1 match. Jay got his ass handed to him in this match. Oh, yeah. like it's ob- I think it was m- obvious that Jay White wasn't taking this seriously, and that's why he got his ass handed to him. And also, Akada's really mad, which I'm, I'm quite happy with this feud. It's the only blood feud we have going into Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, it is. Um, but then, Ke- then somehow Beretta beat Ballet, which still <laughs> came out of nowhere. Yeah, the roll-up certainly came from nowhere. The, when, the um, when the third sort of count came down, I was like, seriously? Beretta? Over like, Farley? I was only half paying attention to this because I was doing uni work during like the first half of um, the show, like up until the Golden Lovers match. And like, I, you know, you know, sort of just when you're watching, you know, remember that Raw where Kofi Kingston randomly pinned Randy Orton? Yes. It was a bit like that where <laughs> I was just sort of like, yeah, this isn't very interesting. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> I mean, it. I don't know how much of anything this is going to give Beretta, um, which, you know, is a shame because I feel like he could have a decent-ish run with, say, the United States Championship, maybe. The Never title. I was just going to say put him in the Never title picture. You know, he wants to be a heavyweight, so put him in that scene. Yeah, he doesn't... It's bad because he's sort of like... He's not fast enough to keep up with the juniors. No. But he's not sort of heavyweight enough to be a heavyweight. It's I'm kind of sad for Beretta, you know, like because in someone like PWG, he'd be absolutely fucking adored. Yeah. But like, but like in New Japan, where you can't really be a bit silly. Like his nickname's the Dude Buster. He's a naturally somewhat silly guy. Yeah, well, and, look at look at who he's in a tag team with. Yeah, he's in tag team with possibly the biggest comedy guy going, mm. but who keeps burying people, but. <laughs> But give him a tag run, like the tag division's a bit anemic at the moment, so. Yeah, but as a New Japan fan, would you want to tune in and find out that your IWGP heavyweight tag team champions are the best friends? It, it wouldn't even be the dumbest tag team champions while I've been watching. No, <laughs> like we that's had, true. I've, Yano's been a tag champion for a long, for like a long stretch while I've been watching. <laughs> Mike Bennett. That, to, to be fair, the kingdom at that point, was a pretty big deal. So, like, it was them and Adam Cole and Maria Canales being the mouthpiece, and it, it it was pretty big at that time. Like, during that two years where Ring of Honor was amazing, and then it's become its current incarnation. But... <laughs> Not a fan of its current um, incarnation, Chris. It's so fucking boring. <laughs> it has good wrestling, but, sh- like... 
last the show I reviewed of you is basically Bully Ray attacking Flip Gordon and Oh Yay Bullet Club. That was it. It's very Bullet Club heavy. It's very yeah. Bullet Club heavy, which is a shame because the wrestling that does take place is far superior to WWE. Far superior. Oh yeah, like I'd go, I go out my way to go to Ring of Honor shows despite not being a fan of a product because the wrestling is like even despite the fact the Edinburgh shows are small shows where they don't even sell out or even well barely come to half capacity. You've seen the photos of where of the one I went to. Yeah, yeah. But like the wrestling is great because they just because they put on young guys who don't slow down. Yeah, which is good. Which is good. Mm. Um, so. This match, dragging, kicking, and screaming back to the actual review. Um, this match, it was basically here to set up the Wrestle Kingdom 13 match, right? Oh, yeah. Okada and. Well, to be fair, that was set up when Jay White turned, but this was sort of. But this was just there so Okada could call Jay White out after. It's the official, the official yeah. calling of it. Which, to be fair, this is possibly my second most looked forward to match in Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, I hope it's going to be interesting to see how they are going to get everyone on the card, and hopefully mm-hmm. not just in some kind of gauntlet like last year. Um, yeah, that gauntlet went on for a bit too long. But to be fair, most of them will probably just be thrown in the rumble. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really. I don't think I watched the rumble last year. I probably won't watch it this year either. But I, I always watch it because um, it's it sort of wakes you up, <laughs> like because you're sort of there just half tired, and then like, oh my god, it's Scott Norton. Oh my god, Captain New Japan! Oh yeah, yeah, it is literally just fucking that. And then Yoshihashi <laughs> comes out, and you wish he was still in bed. But oh, Yoshihashi, just stick him with someone in the tag division, for God's sake. He doesn't need no, to talk. I would, I would rather have the best friends in the ta- win the tag titles than anyone with Yoshihashi. Oh god, don't let him win it. Just be there. <laughs> just, just be the fall guy. It doesn't matter. Just to be, to be fair, they've been teasing putting him with Tanahashi, which. Might <laughs> some of his charisma might rub off? Oh God! Well, maybe, maybe. Like they've been put over in commentary, especially during the G One after their match in the G One. But Tana feels he could really do something with Yoshihashi, and I'm sort of like, really? Your G One? But the G One match wasn't even that good. Like the best G One match Yoshihashi had actually was against Hangman. Hangman which... was fantastic, but oh yeah. Anyway, I've said that about four times on different podcasts. So um... you're looking. You're looking forward to the Okada J Way match, friend? Um, yes. Um, I think when J- they said Jay White debuted this time last year, right? Power struggle where he called out Tanahashi. For yeah, the that, this is title. where he, this is where he came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel I am looking forward to this match a lot more than I was the Tanahashi J Y match. Oh yeah. Um, Jay White took a while to find his feet, definitely. But a lot of that was people who were putting him in. But as soon as he got into the G1, beat Tanner, beat Akada, and especially with that juice match behind him, he was just unbeatable. Yeah, seemed unbeatable. Like, I thought, I literally thought after those two wins, he was going to win the G1 just because he had the tiebreakers over the two favorites. It it seemed that way for a long time, didn't it? I think yeah. story. He has got the best story behind him. I think he's doing wonders with what we all thought was a bit of a weird character, really. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he's went from weird emo guy to, I want to bring this fucking down. Like, he's basically what Bullet Club was when it came in. 
like, and I enjoyed, and wish for the story with Chaos went on a bit longer because there was an interesting thing during the G1 um, finals where when Ishii called out Omega, where he was like, "This is the chaos I want. Take what you can, take what you want for when you want it." And I was just sort of like, "This is a good divine because he's not a bad guy. He just thinks um, the G1. He just thinks chaos should stand for what Nakamura thought." should stand for which is take what you want when you want it but you know then he joined bullet club and just became a bad guy but well yeah there is that i yeah. mean at the moment chaos just seemed to be they're in complete disarray really yeah like um i mean there's one champion and it's hiroki fucking ghetto well <laughs> so, yeah there is that but we'll be getting to that later we'll on get into that yeah <laughs> but anyway on to the next match, which was the Golden Lovers taking on David Finley, who is who improved. It's a, you, they say this all the time in commentary, but he improved so much every time I fucking see him. And Hiroshi Tanahashi. This was fun. It was very fun. I, th- I completely agree with you. Um, every time I see David Finley, massive improvements. Um, I, just, I don't see where he goes, really. Because in mm. this match... I mean, don't get me wrong, when he was in this match, he held his own. Mm. Um, I think he tired towards the end because he was in the match a long time, a lot longer yeah. than anyone else. Because obviously, yeah. he has the you know, the least to lose out of all four of mm. them. Um, you know, his drop kicks looked really nice. Um, I just I don't see where he goes. He, I mean, he's... I mean, he's C-block champion, dude. He he has a big future. He d- <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Um, oh, speaking of which, they did say that David Finlay had announced that him and Juice would be in Tag League. Uh, that's a good team. That is a good team. Um, They're going to land on like two points, but it's a good team. Yeah, they ain't winning. They Juice ain't isn't winning. even on this card. What the fuck happened? No, Juice wasn't on this card. No Sonata. Um, who was the, think... literally the only member of uh, LIJ not to be on this card. Um, yeah, but to be fair, Sonata had nothing, and if he had, and if he has, no, like, no, there's nowhere he could fit on this card, Sonata. I'd like to see Sonata save Evil and take on Jericho. Uh, to be fair, dude, I, I, I'd agree with you if the next, if the next show wasn't Bedell. Wasn't Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. If the next show was Dentaku or something, then yeah, go ahead, throw Sonata. Because like, that's what I thought when Sonata and Evil were going against Akada. It was like, well, it's not Naito, but you know, this isn't Wrestle Kingdom. Save it for Wrestle Kingdom. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. But, like, as that as much as we might want something else, Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom plans are set in stone like a year beforehand. So oh, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Saving save injuries, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so- when was the last time an injury ruined Wrestle Kingdom? Um, well, not um, ruined, but... What, changed the event? Yeah. Oof. Uh, not while I've been watching it, at least I don't no, think. I can't, I can't really see where it has been. I, I mean, I would have thought Osprey probably would have been yeah. the openweight champion. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's obviously we didn't mean... Uh, we, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> when we get into that match, actually, we need to stop jumping ahead. But, yeah, um, <laughs> the thing with this match, it's definitely... It, much like the other one, is just to get over the Omega and Tanahashi match. And I like how they're trying to put over that Tanahashi 
hates Omega, but he haven't really put that forward in sort of interactions. They just sort of do interviews, say, oh, I don't like how that other person does for graps. And yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a kayfabe destroying feud, this. It is. I mean, most wrestling news outlets have spoken about how Tanahashi wants wrestling to stay, well, wants New Japan wrestling to stay as it has been. Yeah, exactly. And the problem is that that's what's fucked it for so long. Well, that's what he had to save it from <laughs> when everyone be, left. Also, like that, that stinks of like Hogan WCW. <laughs> like I don't know how. Like New Japan obviously want Tanahashi to be cheered. I don't know how they think that's gonna get them cheered because that sounds like what Hogan would say backstage at WCW show. It's like we need to keep it how it was, brother. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's worked this long. It will work now with me as top guy, brother. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a feud that they seem to be. It seemed they went from the G one, where mm. Hiroshi Tanahashi won it, and then they had this whole thing with Jay White. They had to get out of the way, and now they have a very very short amount of time to get over the feud between Omega and Tanahashi, and they seem to be shoveling loads into the next like four or five weeks. <laughs> to be fair, it's not hard to get this feud over. Just you could just go. I really wanted to fight you two years ago when you were a rising star, but I got injured and I want to prove that I can beat you. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Sometimes was... it just needs to be, I want to wrestle you. We're both mint. Let's go. Yeah. Like, and in New Japan, that's what it normally is. And that's fine. Cause that's what the product is like. And they have a few crazy stories interspersed. Like, I don't know how they've managed to make, um, Tanahashi versus Omega a bit of a lame story, but they have. Yeah, this is a shame. Um, to be fair, Tanahashi's always been a bit of a prick, hasn't he? <laughs> like <laughs> the ace of New Japan, he's always been a little bit of a prick. Like um, when Omega was going, when Omega was headlining against Okada for the first time a couple two years ago now, well, and um, Omega was yet unproven, like he he was a rising star. Um, Tanahashi tried to get tried like campaigned in interviews to get another vote and yeah and like Tatsu United luckily sort of played that down where he was sort of like no I'd rather keep you out of the main event which was nice but like sort of mm. even, even if it was kayfabe I feel like in Tanahashi's case there was a bit of truth behind him going yeah we should have a vote to see because it's Tanahashi and Naito like they win the poll at that point in time yeah yeah. Um, anyway, it's going to be interesting come Wrestle Kingdom. I'll ask you about that match um, at the end of the show, actually. Yeah, um, um, we can do a mini Wrestle Kingdom because there's a lot of matches announced now. There are but, there were six, six or five. Um, yeah, about that actually. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, onto the Super Junior Tag League final, which is the subtitle of this show. It is. Power Struggle Super Junior Tag League. I swear that wasn't the subtitle last year. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Um, but anyway, it was Rapungi 3K of Sho and Yo, obviously, taking on the Suzuki Gun team of El Desperado and Kanemaru, and the LIJ team of Bushi and Shingo. What do you think of Shingo? Love Shingo. Shingo is great. Shingo's I did, I, fantastic. I didn't watch much Dragon Gate. Well, I, I still don't watch much Dragon Gate, but um, so I basically did a crash course on him afterwards, mm-hmm. which basically consisted of top 15 moves of Shingo, but okay. <laughs> no, he's great. Like yeah. he's he moves super fast. 
there was a moment where he was going between two corners and the pace mm-hmm. he was going at, you know, the crowd He's cheered. like Sonic fucking Hedgehog. He was, but the crowd cheered and all he yeah. was doing was running, was running. giving lariats. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> really, a cheer? He's a charismatic fucking dude. Is that? Like, he he's is. perfect for L.A.J. He um, looks like a scary bastard as well. He is. He doesn't look like a junior. No, he doesn't. Well, I thought that when... When you compare it to people like Bushi and especially mm. Yo, poor Yo, Yo took so much abuse in this match. He's truly the Johnny Gargano. He of... really is. Basically, Yo gets beaten up and then Sho comes in and cleans up. That's literally yeah. every Rapongi 3K match. To be fair, I'm really looking forward to the tag league match. Not tag, but not the tag. No tag league match. I'm really looking forward to the Super Junior match between Shingo and Sho. Yes. Yeah, I imagine like, that will be outstanding. A junior Haas match sounds amazing, but um, this was a fun match, like fun clusterfuck. It was. Um, I thought El Desperado um, looked weird with hair actually out of his mask. Yeah, um, to be fair, he. <laughs> I think he might be Melina. Um, <laughs> Doing the splits on the edge of the ring. Yeah, very strange entrance. Um, did you think the right team won this? I, to be fair, spoilers. This is this match is happening again at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, so it was ultimate, ultimately pointless. It was ultimately pointless. I don't know how it ended up being a fucking triple threat because it's not even like the champions weren't pinned or something, or there was some sort of screwy finish. The champions got pinned by the winners of the tournament. That should be one and one. Yeah, but come the end of this match. You know, which, spoilers, I don't know why I'm saying spoilers, we're reviewing the show. Um, Rapongi 3K won, um, despite kicking out of fucking everything. Oh yeah, absolutely fucking everything. They kicked everything. out of two of El Desperado's finishers, out of Shingo's finisher, and didn't they kick out of LIJ's tag finisher as well? I think so, and they also managed to avoid the mist somehow. And Yeah, and El Desperado got hit with Bushi's mist. Um which sounds wrong. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I just feel like Rapongi 3K this year have had... And I understand that that division is fucking weak. Oh, um, it's the weakest yeah, thing. Can 100%. I just quickly say, if this was in WWE, people would be jumping down their throat. I think the only reason people don't, don't jump down New Japan's throat is because no one feels they can criticise New Japan, which is weird. Like there's this weird culture that's come up around it, but but it it's the weakest division in like major wrestling. Yeah, what I mean, these are the three teams with you know, with the exception of Ishimori and um Robbie Eagles, you know, these are those are the four teams. You can't build a division on four teams. No, you've um, got to have people, you know, when there's a singles division as well in that weight mm-hmm. class. It's yeah, it's absolutely strange. horrific how bad but, that division is. Yeah, but every show, you know, pun intended, they have been there or thereabouts with the titles, and I just feel that they won the 2017 Super Junior Tag League. They mm. went into Wrestle Kingdom. I think they did. They take the belts, or did New Bo- uh, Young Bucks take the belts? Yeah, they were the champions going into Wrestle Kingdom. They were the Kingdom. champions going into Wrestle Kingdom, that's the one. And, you know, they seem to have had so many goes at Suzuki-Goon. Mm-hmm. 
that it's like, surely with the debut of Shingo at King of Pro Wrestling, this was tailor-made for LIJ to win this. Mm. And I feel like they should have won this. If they're going to make it a fucking triple threat anyway, make a new team. Like, because yeah. then you go from a two-team division. Like, the fact that Tiger Mask and Jushin Thunder Liger were the people shaking up the division earlier in the month has to tell you that your division's weak. Not taking anything away from t- from Liger, but he's 50 years old. Mm. I don't really understand why Robbie Eagles and Ishimori didn't do better than they did. Oh, well, it's probably because they didn't want them anywhere near the finals to get Ishimori, um, Ishimori into the junior match. I. Which is fine. But I just I don't think you know. Fine, if you're gonna throw all three into the match at Wrestle Kingdom anyway, which you know it's been confirmed now, it's going to be Rapongi 3K taking on Suzuki Goon, taking on Lij. Lij should have won the tag league. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird because like when I start started watching like and even going on to like Wrestle Kingdom 10, but it was a strong junior division. Mm-hmm. Like both like two Wrestle Kings in a row. It, opened with a four-way um, tag match for the junior titles and there were strong teams. It was like Red Dragon and um, the Young Bucks and all of that. But it's like weird. Like the Young Bucks leaving the, the division has left it feeling so anemic. It really has. Um, and, you know, the Young Bucks haven't been on... Were they it? They weren't on the show. But too far, yeah, I think but... they might have had Ring of Honor commitments. Yeah, but they weren't at King of Pro Wrestling either, were they? Um... No, were they not? I can't remember. I'm going to have a look now, but okay. I'm sure I'm sure they weren't at King of Pro Wrestling either. Okay, um, why well, they were? That... Yes, they were. Of course, they were. Yeah, they were in the six man. They were in the six man. Yeah, of course yeah. they were. Um, but even so, you're right. Them leaving the tag division is nothing at all, and you know, fair play to Show and Yo. They're a decent team. I just felt like they had no heat going into this tournament, and. Mm randomly they end up winning it and I just feel like they were the wrong people to win it. Yeah. Anyway, on to the next <laughs> match. Hiroti Goto taking on Tai Chi. First of all Do you want me to just sit back and Yeah, go make yourself a cover team, mate. Yeah yeah I'm going. <laughs> Hiroki fucking Goto, right. Okay. So let's take you through the story of Hiroki Goto in two thousand and eighteen. <laughs> He he goes into Wrestle Kingdom taking on Minoru Suzuki. You know what? I was rooting for Suzuki, but you understand if we put the belt on Goto, especially since what, Suzuki became the IC champion later that month. And you know what? He had a decent run. I'm not going to complain about his first run from um, Wrestle Kingdom to Dominion. Some decent matches, nothing stand out, but a solid reign. And then Michael Elgin wins in this triple threat match, the match that affirmed my love for Taichi. Um... And it was like it, it was good. Michael Elgin wasn't my first choice to win, but he he made a solid never open weight champion. And then how many days later was it Rob? Six? Yes, it was. Um it's back on Goto. Which you see you know what? Once again, I understood because Elgin is a toxic drawer in America. Um understandably so. So I you know what I wasn't that big of a Playing either, but then the G one happened. Like, and he was from he was the least interesting person in Block B. He didn't. He was less important than non champions. And if it wasn't for Juice Robinson, he'd look like the weakest champion. And 
ultimately the booking sort of played a part in that because all the champions were in one block and of course the never open weight champion is going to look like shit compared to the IWGP champion but but throw him in the other one and I've been fine but still he looked fucking weak and then Tai Chi won the belt and like my love of this character aside I thought this was a somewhat solid move because Tai Chi is carryable and also he ha- he can create more interesting feuds because that's the problem with Hiroko Gelso. He's fucking boring. He has one. He has one story, and that's who I'm always so close to winning. You know what? You've won enough times for that not to be a story. Evolver, fuck off. So, what did you think of this match, Rob? I, I wasn't sure that was the end. I thought you were good for another five minutes. I. I- I don't want this. To, I don't want this to turn into another Rev Pro burial. But <laughs> I forgot we did that. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. Um, I thought this was Tai Chi's. I believe this was Tai Chi's first defense of the title. Yep. Um, we should probably say because because we haven't mentioned it during the build, but this is meant to be Osprey, but he got injured at an OTT show. Yeah. So Goto was subbed in. Which makes sort of sense, I suppose. It makes sense. Like it's obvious they wanted Tai Chi to drop the title at this show, which is fine. Which unfortunately means that Tai Chi was always nothing more than a transitional champion. Um, yeah. Hopefully, which... giving him the open weight championship for, you know, let's face it, longer than Elgin, um, mm-hmm. qualifies him for next year's G One. Um, yeah. Which, like hopefully he... it will. As mu- like. You could easily lose Makabe. You could easily use, lose Yoshihashi. Give Tai Chi a go. They're not going to lose Yoshihashi. <laughs> I've got a feeling they're probably not going to lose um, Togi Makabe either. No, they, they mentioned on commentary he's been in enough G1s to earn his right. Like, there's a, after a certain point, but like you decide when you step down. Yeah, so I think Togi Makabe is good for another one. To that, I don't mind Makabe because he sort of has heritage on his side. Yeah, true. Um, but, but Tai Chi, like, and no one more interested than Goto, really. I don't even think it's that. I think the fact that Goto was subbed in less than a week ago was it, or was it a yeah. week ago? And we both messaged each other and said, "This is just the definition of meh." Oh yeah, I just I just put in the group chat when I saw it. It's like, well, this is disappointing and then you were like yeah it is disappointing and then gas like who are those people but <laughs> who's taiki um... <laughs> <laughs> just to expose gas for a second he only discovered he loved um ishii a couple week a couple months ago ishii's a fucking beast yeah we'll be getting on to that actually um... i'm just i'm just gonna say fine you said sonata wasn't on this card why not put sonata in there yeah i mean Admittedly, Goto has more storyline, you know, a modicum of storyline where a Sonata would literally just be, have a go at that. Which, you don't get me be, wrong, I would love Goto. to see Sonata, Sonata? Sonata as the Openweight Champion. Would love it because I love Sonata. Sonata beat Goto in G1, didn't he? He did. So he um, does have a title shot in the bag if he wants it. In more recent history, though, it's Goto that told Osprey to pin Tai Chi or to go for yeah. Tai Chi. So it makes sense. And obviously Goto after you know, for those that haven't guessed yet, Goto beat Tai Chi. 
um, <laughs> and quite comprehensively as well, considering that Tai Chi jumped him at the start, had him beaten twice, and pulled him up before the oh, yeah. count. But I think that's one good thing that is basically just Tai Chi's hubris that beat him. And also, how long was Goto selling that fucking side suplex? Yeah, it was a side suplex, Goto. A and side Ch- suplex. Ch- Chuck Taylor was like, he didn't see that suplex coming. I'm like, yeah, it's still a fucking suplex. What it's they, not even like it's not even the most devastating suplex. They referenced Goto's Wrestle Kingdom match with Suzuki in during this match, and I was like, mm. "Isn't this the exact way their Wrestle Kingdom match started?" Yeah, actually, <laughs> with with Goto knocked out, yeah, and Suzuki then going on to lose, it was almost a carbon copy. I just felt like Taichi was pretty much buried in this match. Yeah, it was Taichi's fault, which is good. You know, it yeah, plays too bad Chuck Taylor didn't help. <laughs> no, no, Chuck Taylor certainly didn't help. Um, and Goto had did come out in the the press conference afterwards and say, as far as I'm concerned, the next competitor should be Will Osprey. Yeah, but Osprey, if he's backed by Wrestle Kingdom. Then yeah, but I don't think that'll be the case. It, he got pretty fucking rattled, and the man is a the man's a ticking time bomb. Yeah, because no. he's such a fantastic, such an amazing innovator that mm-hmm. I'm just I'm concerned that the next injury he has is going to be a serious one if he doesn't it's, take some time off. It's him and Takahashi every time I see him step in the ring, and oh, Takahashi, man, that injury I can't watch. It's horrific. I. I remember because I knew that injury was going to ha- happen going into watching the show um, to review it. And I'm sort of like, I have to watch this match to review it. So I'm going to have to. I think we had the injury, actually, from New Japan World, which is good. But Yeah, haven't they said it wasn't a broken neck? No, it's not a broken neck, but it's, it's just sort of fucked. It's just basically it's, fucked. Like, if, you, if your neck's fucked, you can't yeah. risk anything. But um, there's... For, Thing is, with Ta- Takahashi, when I first saw, because it was you who told me about the injury, because I hadn't seen the show yet. Yeah. And the biggest thing for me was, I I immediately thought this was inevitable, not realizing it was actually Dragon Lee's fault. Who, by the way, the fact that he wasn't in Junior Tag Tag League is very telling of New Japan's stance of Dragon Lee right now. Yes. Yeah, the fact that he wasn't mentioned at all. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of goes to show their opinion of him, and it's it's a bit harsh, you know. Wrestling accents do happen. And, yeah, but he's but too short to be doing that fucking move. That move, it just the entire setup looked wrong. Yeah, as and soon as he, I mean, was it a, was it a Phoenix Suplex that did it? It's uh it's it, I know it's Vestina either because I think Kevin Steen used to do it, but it's a Kawabushi move. It's basically a package power driver from a power bomb position, and it was just and like be, holy if you're, shit. If, if you're tall enough for the guy to tuck your, tuck his neck, that's fine. But Dragon Lee is not tall enough to get that move no. done properly. I get he probably does it like every other match in Mexico, but it, it, that that move was always going to injure someone. And you know those moves that just shouldn't exist. Like no one should do. Like no one should do burning hammers like Kenta Kibashi used to do it. No, no one should do um, reverse to- um, tombstone power drivers, and like this, these things that just shouldn't happen because they're so fucking stupid. That's a move that needs to be put on that list. Can we but- just quickly for a moment before you move on? Can we just appreciate the fact that Takahashi carried on and hit a time bomb? 
Yeah, like fucking with basically the a broken strength. neck. Yeah, because you're basically throwing the guy around your body, and oof. and the fact he also left under his own esteem. Yeah, and like New Japan guys never go to the hospital, so the fact that he went immediately went to the hospital is really telling about you the could, injury. You could see he knew there was something wrong, and God, I miss him. He's my favorite New Japan wrestler. He's one of my uh, favorites I, of all time. I miss him. I I miss him. Yeah. Um, especially in the junior division, the junior division has lost its big two most over the guys. Two big names, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like I, I love Marty, but he's not putting on five star classics against Kushida, you know. No, he needs someone like Osprey to put a five star classic on. Yeah. Anyway, so this match can't um is a title match, so comes up for my rating. I'm giving it a four out of ten. What would you give it? The Goto Taichi match. Yeah. It was forgettable. After ten, it it the problem was that, and this is the problem I have with a lot of Goto matches. You know, the the two big Goto matches that I've seen in the last year have been him getting knocked out to start off with, and then coming back to win. But the yeah. problem is, he comes back to win. He's not a high flyer. He's not got any big power moves. No, and it just seems to be a plodding, meandering match. Now this went fifth, just over fifteen minutes. It felt like 20. It felt longer than the next three matches, than any oh, of the yeah. next three matches. Do we have the next three matches were all magnificent? They were all fantastic. All yeah. fantastic. So let's move on. Speaking <laughs> of, the only this is the only time you're going to hear me speak good about Red Pro, Pro all year, ladies and gentlemen. It's, <laughs> it's Ishii versus Suzuki. And it, I'm just going to say it. This match was just punches and forearms and a couple kicks. And a, and a lariat or two. And I fucking loved it. I have genuinely 19 minutes this match went. 90, yeah. I think 19 minutes and 20 seconds or something. 21. And this, a good 14 minutes, genuinely was them to stand in the ring, slapping mm-hmm. the living piss out of each other and it's... not holding anything back. It speaks a lot to how these two, how, how much charisma these two have that they can do that and keep your attention. And also how hard they hit, because they were hitting hard throughout the whole match. But then they had that, like, sometimes that one chop that is just making you go, oh, oh shit. And there was one where Chuck Taylor said, well, that's it, he's got a broken rib. And I was like, yeah, yeah he probably has fucking hell. That bit where um, Ishii kept chopping Suzuki and Suzuki was just fucking walking through it like it was the T-1000 or something. (laughs) (laughs) It was was ridiculous. It really, really was. Um, Ishii's just an absolute machine. Yeah. That penalty kick from Suzuki that he just sat and took. Oh, God. That would have turned me into mincemeat. (laughs) My body would have just given up before the kick even happened. Just, just a loud fucking nope. Nope. It would just, I just died before the kick happened. To oh. just be like, I'm not fucking risking that. Yeah, fuck that. But um, this is the closest thing we're gonna get to a Shibata Ishii match on nowadays, unfortunately. But you know yeah, what? Definitely. This is a good substitute. Yeah, and absolutely. The fact that we mainly care about who's winning a title for a company I don't follow really. Yeah, definitely. Speaks volumes to how good this is. Yeah, and when you consider Suzuki is close to 50. Yeah. You know, this man is putting on an absolute 
fucking clinic of hard, strong style wrestling. Suzuki's had the year of the year of his career, it, and he's like I wanted to have a run of the IWGP Championship before he finishes, but he doesn't need it. I just want it to happen. I don't think it will happen now. It won't. Um, when uh, you look at the people who are up there, I would say your Sonada and Evil are closer to the championship than Suzuki because they're younger. Yeah, and New Japan, I like WWE, but they are very conscious about the face they have on their um, posters. Yeah, 100%. You're not going to have Suzuki's Evil stare no. down as your main face, are you? I mean, the no, load to put the belt on Naito, for God's sake. Never mind Suzuki. No. Um, but yeah, um, this match, 9 out of 10. What do you give it? Um, eight and a half. I yeah, think. it's it's just under a match of year candidate. Like, there's nothing else they really could have done for the story they were telling, but yeah, just under that. Anyway, next up was Tetsuya Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr. Um, in, their fight, in their third match of the year. What do you think of the story going into this, which is basically uh, Zack Sabre Jr. just being a dick to L.I.J.? Um, I love Zack Sabre Jr. I, I, love- I love everything he does in press conferences. I love everything he says because just everything he says is hilarious. I mean, that bit <laughs> at the start where he says, um, do you know what? If I beat Naito again, you might as well make Bushi the leader of L.I.J. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to bring that up. That was... Amazing. Zack Sabre Jr. is um, oh, sort of my gimmick aside, is my favourite member of Suzuki Gun. Just because of he's the only one that cuts good promos that I can understand. Um, wow. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I, to be fair, I don't... I, they could be, Suzuki could become the best promos ever. I just don't know. Well, yeah, exactly. It, it is difficult that we are watching a Japanese company and yeah. obviously the promos are going to be in Japanese. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it is very difficult. Though they have started translating them, which is helpful. Yeah. No, they brought on a translator who called I think it's called Chris actually. But oh. we didn't have him on the show for some reason. They and had so we someone ha- translating the no, latter had, part of the show. They had they had um Chuck Taylor. I think we had people were talking in Chuck Taylor's ears. Oh, was that how it was? Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't tell who it was because they were talking over the top of the promo. Yeah. It was Chuck Taylor. Yeah, it was, because I remember Chuck Taylor was saying, oh, yeah, totally speak Japanese. Was, I think someone was speaking in Chuck Taylor's ear. Uh, okay. But, uh, yeah, this match actually had a very similar story to the Goto match, where Saber was working over um, Naito until my- Naito had his babyface um, fire comeback. But the difference is, when Naito's in control... No, when, sorry, when... Um, Saber's in control. It's more interesting because as Chuck Taylor actually put it best. It's like he gets bored of a submission he's in, so just moves. But at the same time, it's obvious. It's, it is like watching an old world of sport thing where they would always jostle for just the slightest advantage of leverage and a hold. Yeah. I and mean, then course, sorry. Naito, sorry, Naito has a bigger baby face um, reaction than Goto. So when he has his baby face come back, you actually get behind it. Like when he lost the G1, girls were crying. So. Right, of course. Yeah. Um, aside from the fact that Naito came down doing his best Kane impression um, <laughs> and then couldn't get the mask off, which was quite funny, to which Zack Sabre Jr. said, hurry up, you're not a fucking Chippendale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, I fucking love that. The, the man's a fucking god. The man's a god. We don't deserve Zack Sabre Jr. No, um, we do not. The but, smart we talk. 
<laughs> but I, you know, yes, Zack Sabre Jr. has a very deliberate submission-based style, but he no match, no two Zack Sabre Jr. matches are the same because no. he's just so innovative with the way he holds everyone. I mean, he put on a Rings of Saturn, which mm-hmm. just looked fucking brutal. You know, and the most imp- I said it a million times in the G One stuff, but the thing I love most about Zack Sabre is he can have an interesting match wherever he goes because it's not all down to crazy bumps. It's down to um, him moving about. Yeah. So, so, for example, I saw him in Discovery back in January. And sort of like, but we were talking about this for a podcast. It's a family-friendly promotion. Well, they brought people bring the kids along to get wrestling and then they bring um, big stars in to get the smacks like me in there. And, <laughs> and it he, works. Yeah, it, it does work. Um, but I was, it was him against coffee and like the way he, he brings a big man down is fascinating. Like if you ever get time, watch his matches with Walter because they're just beautiful. Yeah. He's, he's just, he's superb. Um, don't get me wrong. It was telegraphed who was going to win this match from yeah. pretty much the star, the entire story going in that Zack Sabre Jr. has beaten him twice. He's going to yeah. beat him again. It was very, and, uh, very clear. I, I did like the touch with Naito where he was saying if n- he, Sabre Jr. beats him again, he will personally lobby for Sabre to face the winner of Tanahashi and Omega. I thought that was a very good... Yeah, and you know what? I fully agree with him. Don't get me wrong. Sabre Jr. isn't getting that title anytime soon, but... no. If He's he probably was... never going to get that title, if we're being brutally honest. Well, no, probably not. You know, he had his chance at Sakura Genesis and, you know, right. he put on a really good match with Okada, but I think that's probably all he's going to do. It's very similar to, like, Evil. Mm-hmm. Evil at King of Pro Wrestling. Evil's probably, you know, he's going to be there or thereabouts at some point, but he's never going to win the title, in my opinion. No, well, too bad that's because they just don't throw the title on anyone. No, and I think Evil's gimmick sort of hinders him somewhat he's, he's like undertaker of undertaker didn't have a budget he's he's new generation era undertaker he's poundland undertaker <laughs> um yeah naito won hitting two destinos i appreciated the fact that they worked the neck so well yeah um of zack saber jr to the point where i actually thought shit is he actually hurt his neck um but yeah really good match i'd probably give it Seven, seven and a half out of ten, maybe eight. Yeah, I'd go eight. Um, it's yeah, because it's about as good as a G one match, and I gave a G one match eight. So yeah, fair I enough. I think fair enough. Um, but anyway, on to the main event of the evening. It is Evil taking on the IWGP Intercontinental Champion Chris Jericho. Now, before we get into this, thoughts on Fozzy? I really like their new album i don't like any albums prior to this new album that's so shit like it's just i feel you could build a feud with chris jericho just on him not realizing his band is shit wow like (laughs) that should be his feud with zack saber jr just zack saber jr just saying your band shit to be fair zack saber jr's um theme song outside of new japan stuff is mother by idol so he's a big music fan uh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We, I'm I'm seeing things here. That's, you know, if he doesn't go for Naito, maybe Jericho should go for Saber. Jr. If he go down a very similar road to the Mark Andrews, um, Eddie Dennis feud in progress, where like the last promo before 
um, Wembley. He would, Eddie Dennis is just like, you use your friends, Mark Andrews didn't attack him. Um, you mooch off your parents, Mark Andrews didn't attack him. He's like, you have a cushy life, Mark Andrews didn't attack him. And he used wrestling to get his shitty band over, and that's how Mark Andrews attacked him. <laughs> of all the things he said. To be fair, Junior is worse than Fuzzy. Anyway. <laughs> Do continue. Um, Chris Jericho versus Evo. Um, you, you, I think you said, I think it was a Jim Bam for Glory. Um, whether or not it was recorded, I don't remember. You thought Evo was going to win this match. I did. I let my heart rule my head. Um, that, I know how I feel every time I watch a tag team match. I mean, I'd love to... I think Evil is... I think he could be an Intercontinental Champion without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um, And I think he will be in the next couple of years. Um, With it being close to Wrestle Kingdom, though, obviously, they want high-profile matches, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. Evil's just not there no, yet. No, that's thing. They always find a way to put the IC Champion... Even if it's on a smaller guy, they found it, I find a way to put it onto a big guy before um, a major thing. Like, the champion going into Wrestle Kingdom is always going to be either, like, one of the big four... Yeah, I Just mean, we have something today. Well, last year wasn't it Tanahashi and Ibushi? Yeah, Tanahashi and Ibushi were the last one. The fair Tana was the was the champion going into the match. It was just a way to get Ibushi over with, um, back over with the crowd because he'd been away for a while. Yeah, and um, you know, if they weren't going to put the title on Ibushi heading into Wrestle Kingdom, they are yeah. going to put it on Evil. Um, overall, though, good match. Yeah, um, I wouldn't even say... I'd say this is better than the Naito match just because it was a match. Uh, <laughs> like, it started out with sort of the Naito bollocks where he was, like, DDTing him on the outside. But then it turned into an actual match. And Jericho... The fact that Jericho can keep up with people in New Japan is incredible because, like, the average worker in New Japan is, still is like, still better than your average worker in WWE. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, it's not really fair to compare. They're two totally different products, but... The fact that Jericho at what is he mid forties, like he's um, yes. sort of that he's sort of a weird, creepy uncle of wrestling right now, and <sighs> he he's doing really well, pulling out some of his old offense. I I he has a great step up into Gary. Um, Chris Jericho is nearly fifty. He's nearly fifty. <laughs> that explains why his music is so out of touch. Um, <laughs> he's forty-seven. Oh wow! Shit. Um, how old Suzuki? Suzuki. Sorry, guys. We'll get back to the uh, what's in a minute. Um, <laughs> please listen. Please enjoy Fozzy. Wow. <laughs> Just put on hold music. Uh, Minerosu is fifty. Okay, so he was fifty in June. Oh yeah, because how... he had his fiftieth show. And how old are you, Rob? No, um... I am forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm seventeen. Um, wow. I'm not, but. <laughs> I, I feel like it's sometimes talking to you and Garth in that chat. Uh, <laughs> when we're Does talking she... about Horlicks and bus passes. <laughs> yeah, you're t- no, like literally you'll bring up a TV show from ages ago and I won't know what the fuck it is. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm, and I'm Googling it to make sure I can keep up with the conversation. It was when Garth said he was going to see Kiss and you were like, who? <laughs> I didn't actually, I was tempted to say, say who just to annoy Garth, but. He took it well. He took it in jest. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this match was actually really good. I liked how they were... T- Jer- Chris Jericho is the only man who can break a Japanese table. Yeah. Um, he- he's broken two this year. No, three this year. I mean, the table he was put through 
he took all of the force with his hip. Yeah. Which must have fucking... I wish at his age is dangerous. Exactly. He's going to need a new one. Um, The DDT on the announce table I thought was quite nice. Yeah. Um, I prefer DDTs than a power driver because power driver just looks like you're going to die. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought Evil had more of this match than Naito did when Naito faced Jericho with Dominion. Oh yeah, Naito had so such a bad showing against Jericho that I don't think he would have in kayfabe deserved a rematch. No, absolutely not. And that's obviously we'll get into that after the match. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts on Jericho kicking out of all three of Evil's signature moves. Um, in fairness, Darkness Falls rarely gets a fucking a fucking win. Darkness Falls, fair enough. But Darkness Falls, followed by a top rope senton, followed by and everything is evil, should okay. Jericho kick out. It wasn't the full... It's like when Akada hits for Rainmaker from the front. It wasn't like the turning round, everything is evil. And also, early in the match, evil kicked out of Chris Jericho's codebreaker, so it's not like... Did he kick out of it, or did he get his arm on the ropes? Um, oh crap, I don't remember. But it was. I didn't write it down. Neither did I. But we're, we're professional here at Podmania. We certainly. But are. um, but no, this that in a way he got out of Chris Jer- but Chris Jericho's was a Jericho and Chris Jericho's codebreaker, so it's not like um Chris Jericho didn't pay him in kind. No, fair enough. And I thought Jericho did a fantastic job of putting Evil over. Yeah, like Evil looked like he was going to take it for a lot of this match, and um, to also that um, fake out with um, the attempted axe handle off the top, attempted um, everything is evil counter, and just to get everything is evil anyway. I lived for that shit. That was yeah, great. It was quality. These yeah. two work really, really well together. They work really well. Yeah. Um, it's not again. I doubt they have a match of the year in them. Like. Controversial opinion, unless Jericho's against an Omega, he doesn't really have a match of year in him. No. Which is, is which is fair given his age. I'm not shitting on him. Like he's st- he's still like creating buzz wherever he the fuck he goes. But, and if you think about it, Chris Jericho's had a fuck one of the weirdest years of his career. Like one of the most high profile years of his career, despite the fact he's only worked three matches. He's forty seven years old and look at the shit he's done this year. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Like he has a match of the year candidate, um, a shock of the year candidate, and a solid match. I don't know. He has two shock of the year candidate because I don't think anyone saw him coming into All In. No. And no one saw him winning the IWGP IC title. No, I don't think anyone saw him beating Naito. I mean, this is one of the only matches I've seen in recent memory that has been finished with the walls of Jericho. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, no, he never taps anyone out anymore. He never gets a victory, ever. Um, yeah, and he I, actually put in a proper line team in this match, too. He did. I, what I loved, though, was as Evil was trying to get to the ropes, he sat on Evil's shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Which just, oh, that looked that looked brilliant. Like, I, in theory, I don't think he should be able to put it in, but much because you look at like sting in the end of his tna career where he just he wasn't sitting down for the scorpion deathlock i seem to be the same with jericho because jericho does more shit than sting ever did but yeah, no true. he managed he manages to put it in extremely deep to the point where it hurts Has, did you ever play like wrestling or trampolines as a kid of course 
and like that was the one move we wouldn't let each other do as the Wards of Jericho because we just sit back. Oh yeah, you would absolutely wreck someone. Like we had ruin their life. It was the one move we we banned because we didn't. Is that the point? We were like what ten? We didn't quite con con, but wrestling was fake yet, so we actually fought each other. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, Do you think so? What happened at the end of this match? Oh, first of all, eight out of ten for this match. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree yeah. with that. I enjoyed this match. I enjoyed um, Jericho. I think him putting talent over like Evil. Yeah, he beat Evil, obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, strong in defeat. Yeah, strong in defeat, definitely. And then obviously what he said about him in the press conference afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, the press conference was funny because he, as soon as he got back, he was just like, "Taxi and Ito's never getting a rematch." Two what days is, later. What he's put on Twitter is just brilliant. So I haven't been on Twitter in days. What did he say? Right, well, basically, Naito comes out because Jericho continues with the beatdown of evil. Naito mm. comes out, makes the save, calls out Jericho, says, your next opponent is me. Jericho goes backstage and says, no, you're oh. not having a rematch. I've beaten you. Puts evil over in the press conference, which is really, really good work. Mm-hmm. Walks off. Um, two days later, we have this flurry of announcements of Wrestle Kingdom 13 matches. We'll be getting One, into that. One of which is Chris Jericho versus Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. To which Chris Jericho said, hang on, just because it's been announced on Twitter does not mean I'm giving him a rematch. I do not agree. And then underneath they've put a picture of the match card just with Tetsuya Naito scribbled out. (laughs) (laughs) Just brilliant. Just brilliant. I love love his unhinged character in New Japan. It's just like... He's being so a diva, and it's amazing. It is. The man is just an absolute legend. The way he can just amend his character and just change his character is just, it's brilliant. So radically as well. Mm-hmm. Like It's the smallest things. Like it, He's still recognizably Chris Jericho, but like he's, well, how many has he had? He could do a whole podcast on it. He has, He's had his sort of um, suit phase, his list phase, his boring phase. Um <laughs> Which is like between 2012 and 2015. Yep. Um, his sparkly jacket phase, his um, Ayatollah rock and roller phase, his um, king of the world phase. It's just, God, it's so subtle each time, but it morphs it for him beyond recognition by the time you get to New Japan. The man is incredible. Yeah. The man is incredible. Although, stop wearing leather pants, dude. You're, you're almost 50 years old. Yeah, uh, the leather pants need to stop. Anyway, so overall thoughts on Power Struggle? I'd give it a 7.5 out of 10, I think. Okay, so not quite as good as Bound for Glory in your eyes. Uh, what did I give Bound for Glory? 8. 8, yeah. And then you shouted at me for giving a 6. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, no, actually, no. It was... I will give it an 8. Okay. Um, the reason I'd give it an 8 is because of the Ishii match. I thought the Ishii-Suzuki match was fun. Basically, the last three matches mm. were brilliant. But there was no bad matches on this card. Um, I'm, I'm going to contest Goto. There was one bad match <laughs> on this card. Um, you know, even matches that lasted four minutes. You know, the Chaos match yeah. and Bullet Club. You know, it played a good storyline. And the four minutes were entertaining. And, you know, mm. they were what they were. Um, but yeah, overall... 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. It's definitely... 
Like, if I had to put it among, like, B shows, it might be... It's above Fuoka and Night One. Like, above Night One and Dantaku. But other than that, it's like, it is the second weakest card. Which, to be fair, with a year New Japan talent, that's not a bad thing. No. Actually, no, it's above all the Dantaku shows. Think, not Dantaku. Um, the Destruction, Destruction shows, thinking about. Because they were one-match shows of whoever we did see one. But... Yeah. Even, and one of them was a no-match show. Well, yeah, that's true. Because um, one of them had Goto versus Taichi. Uh, <laughs> wow. Anyway, so after this, Wrestle Kingdom is. There's <laughs> just been a glitch on the website. I got the Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> match up, and all, and everything's turned into Tanahashi. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's like New Japan's dream show. But um, what do you think of how Wrestle Kingdom's shaping up? So, five matches in. Um, two. Right, yeah. There's usually what between nine and eleven matches. Yeah, every title is always on the line. Um, there's normally a Ring of Honor match thrown in there, but they've not been doing that much crossover on New Japan Television at this point, so I no. doubt that's happening. So we've got four titles so far. Obviously, we won't know the world. Tag- yeah. we won't know the tag team title. Um, so Omega versus Tanahashi. Oh, who, who do you think is going to win that? Oh, Omega. If Omega resigns, Omega. Yeah, no, I. He will. He's gonna he, resign. No, but here's the thing: I wouldn't believe it if it wasn't something going on backstage. Like Omega knows how much of a draw he is. Oh God, yes. Like, so he knows. I know he. He also knows that New Japan will probably bend over backwards for him. The problem is they have someone in charge who doesn't know wrestling, and that does not. That is not something Kenny Omega would put up with. It's not good for the company. Yeah, he's not like an Akada or a Tanahashi. I'm like, but you can lose big stars. New Japan do need to know this. I mean, look at Wrestle Kingdom 10 when they lost um, Gallows, Anderson, Nakamura, and AJ in one fell swoop, and we had to spend basically all of 2016 recovering. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting, certainly post Wrestle Kingdom, to see what yeah. happens. Because I think if. You know, much as people, I think people are starting to bore of the elite. Mm-hmm. Um, if they lose the elite, it is a massive, massive hole to fill. Yeah, like, and they don't really have that any, like, apart from maybe Jay White, there's no real guidance to, like, Jay White and possibly Osprey, but, like, even those two together, they're not quite Kenny Omega. And even then, the tag division cannot afford to lose the Young Bucks no. at this stage. No, hell no. Hell no. Um, we've got Chris Jericho taking on Tetsuya Naito, if Jericho consents, um, for the Intercontinental Championship. Naito, I think, Naito. has got to take that. Um, if, if Naito doesn't take that, Chris Jericho seriously needs to fucking turn up more often. Yeah. yeah. Like, I... This run has been somewhat different for New Japan. Like it's not like WWE where the, the where three of the last four title holders of a Universal Title have been part timers, and two of them have been Brock Lesnar. But um, so for New Japan, this is different. But at the same time, that that part time story has sort of ran its course. Jericho, I don't need him to turn up on every um, like multi man tag show because no. he's not really compatible with anyone. But he needs to have as many championship matches as the IC champ, which isn't much. Like, they, uh, what do we have? Wrestle Kingdom, 
one of the um, big shows after Wrestle Kingdom, then Dominion. So, like, he'd have three defenses to worry about. So, I can't see him holding it to be perfect. I, I think Wrestle Kingdom will be the last time we see Jericho in in New Japan. Yeah, what did he do after New Japan? Um, Don't say Impact. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Okada, Okada and Jay, and Jay White. White. Oh, this is a great blood feud. It is. Um, and it's the only blood feed going in. and Genuinely, it's going to be interesting to see who wins. Yeah, because um, Okada can take the loss. Oh, yeah, definitely. But at the same time, get us a booker. I mean, when was the last time Okada lost at Wrestle Kingdom? Nine? Nine. You know, he's had 12, 11, and 10. I think, you know, JY... 10, 12, 11, and 12. Sorry, yeah, 10, 11, 12, sorry. Um, this could be Jay White's crowning moment. Yeah, like he's already beaten Okada. That's when Okada was basically having this weird midlife crisis. Yeah, it was basically, you know, your dad in a Ferrari style. Yeah, like um, he's still carrying those fucking balloons. Like, if he doesn't come out, he bet. I don't. I, I'm disappointed during a Halloween show Junior Japan would have had. Um, but he didn't come out as fucking Pennywise, but. Oh, Liv Morgan did it before he did, but true, true. Um, I'm getting Jay White. I think Jay White can take yeah. this one. I want Jay White because it's the most interesting thing. Yeah. But then again, I thought the same thing going into last year's Wrestle Kingdom with Naito. But I think the entire world thought Naito was taking that Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, the fact they didn't is still baffling. But there we go. Not Vince. Vince was sitting there going, "What the fuck is a Naito?" Yeah, where is, is it something? Is where it something is I put Brock? in my drink? Where is my Brock? <laughs> um, Kushida taking on Taiji Ishimori for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Ishimori needs to fucking win this man. He's the best junior um, they have right now. I think Ishimori and will take this. He's he's definitely the standout from um, Super Juniors. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And he put on um, an absolutely stellar match with, uh, with Roman Taka. in the final. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, <laughs> if he wins this, Kushida, it's the only real way to build some sort of another match with Kushida, because who else does Kushida have? Like, Bushi, it's been done to death. Yeah. Um, Robbie Eagles, but he hasn't sort of proven himself yet. Like, a good showing in Junior Tag League isn't proving yourself. Skirl again. <laughs> Nothing is exciting with Kushida in champ- win the championship position at this point. He's far better as a chaser. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we have the Junior Tag League match. I genuinely God. don't care. Um, I'm going for Lij. Yeah, I'm going to go for Lij just because it's not one of the two people who blast held the title. But if it's fuck- if it's Rapongi 3K again, just fucking hell. How I, are you going to build new teams if you just keep pinning stuff on Rapongi 3K? They have no other fucking team. So we need build to build other teams. Like it's and it's not like we don't have access to good junior teams. We have a working relationship with Ring of Honor and um, RevPro. Like look at even just looking at RevPro, we have a million of the best. Like Chris Brooks um, had a big match with Jushin Thunder Liger. Bring in CCK. Yeah. Like even then, you could bring have it be a mini stable because you have Lycos who keeps getting injured, so it's a bit of a liability. But Gresham's also in CCK, so you can bring Gresham in, which would be a perfect way to have Gresham enter New Japan. Gresham should be part of New Japan anyway. Yeah, but problem is, I, I was about to say, 
say um, Virginia Division stacked before realizing it's not the middle of this year. But <laughs> yeah, again, as, and Ring of Honor aren't losing anything, losing Gresham because, like, as much as people love him, he's not he's not drawing people outside of the Ring of Honor audience. No, who are gonna buy their shows anyway? Because it's actually quite funny. Um, I I'm on. I'm, I was on my friend's. I'm on my friend's wrestling pages. I'm not on many wrestling pages on Facebook, but my friend added me to his one hour, so I'm there out of basically being a nice friend. Loyalty. But yeah, but there was this news article put up on there where they think Fox wants SmackDown to be less comedy focused and more um, focus on the sports side. And I just, and I just commented, as long as it doesn't turn into Ring of Honor, I'm fine with this. <laughs> and <laughs> and then. Uh, do, uh, do you now see why I don't get invited on their podcast too I can much? See, um, yeah. And then um, someone commented, "Oh, if you don't like the indies, go, go um, watch your Roman gay reigns." And I'm just sort of looking at that, going, "How many things are wrong with this, and where do I start?" <laughs> and so, sort <of> like, <laughs> sort of like one Ring of Honor indie, ha. <laughs> please, please don't get into just arguments with people, Chris. You know better I, than this. I don't. Tr- I never think I'm starting an argument. That's the problem. I just, I just comment on a post and then someone gets mad at me. Oh God. I, I just, I'm just one of those people. Do we need to Twitter ban you? It's never on Twitter. Do we need to Facebook ban you? <laughs> I don't. You, there's no reference to Podmania on your my Facebook. You brand safe. Okay, thank God for that. <laughs> Have at it, youngin. <laughs> and send us the screenshots. We want to laugh at you. I cannot wait. Anyway, that has been on a on that weird ending. I yes. I can never end these properly. Um This has been the Young Line Podcast. I have been Chris O'Brien. That's been Rob Goodwin. Hello. Um Hello, we're saying goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Turning into the Beatles here. Um Follow me on Twitter at Young Follow Rob on Twitter at at real Rob Goodwin, and follow Podmania at where the guy at the start told you to follow. If you didn't pick that up, that's on you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say goodbye. <laughs> say goodbye, Rob. Goodbye, Rob. <laughs> you can't.